turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. So as they bring the, well, they're going to, we're going to leave the lights down. Here's what I want to share with you guys. Sometimes when what's going on in the world, sometimes we lose the fact of what God is really doing. So I've got a video that I want to show you about, you know, when a state makes a rule that you can't sing in church, come on, it actually violates the, the, the First Amendment. You know, because we, they're not supposed to make a law concerning religion. And what happens is you're going to find out that the state doesn't win or the enemy doesn't win. Can I get an amen? So I want, to, I want to show you, are you able to get that video ready? I want to show you what took place. The state of California came out basically and said, um, you can't sing in church. <laughs> that's like going to a restaurant and you can't eat. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you, that it's, it, that's not going to work. That's not going to work for us. It's not going to work for anybody else. So we, we, were, we, we uh, had the opportunity and, and we saw this video about this worship that's taking place. And it just began to start warming our hearts. So you guys got it? Okay, let's, let's, let me show that video to you. This is what's taking place in California. Jesus! Jesus! Jesus, have your way! Jesus, have your way! Come on, Jesus! This was at a beach by San Diego here.
let's give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Woo! I'm just like, yeah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It, just, it gets me pumped up. It gets me excited. It gets, you know, when I see these things, listen, the, the enemy doesn't realize, but every time the church is persecuted, it grows. Every time he tries to push us down, we come up. Because there is no end to the increase of the kingdom of God. Can somebody give me a great big amen today? Hallelujah. So I'm excited about this and what, what's going to take place. Look, I want, I, we have been talking about the freedom in God. But today I want to talk about how to walk in the spirit. Everybody say walk in the spirit. We want to walk in the spirit. And what does that mean? And how do you do that? And some of these things, it's just like, it just doesn't come natural to us in the natural uh, way that we know. It, what is natural is when we get into the things of God, walking in the spirit will become a natural thing. It's kind of like the supernatural should become the natural. Oh, come on. When heaven invades earth, those things that are supernatural that we think are supernatural will become natural. Hello? So when, you know, what about the people being baptized and giving their life to Christ? It's like, you can't sing in church. It's okay. We'll just go to the beach and sing. Amen? What they don't realize is in the ecclesia is the ecclesia, whether you're in the building or outside the building, can I get an amen? That God is, when, when we come together and there's two of us coming together, we're having some church. And I've been talking to some church folk, amen? I've been talking to some church folk. And when we talking to some church folk, and they were telling us about another thing that you don't know in Portland what was going on. A few weeks ago, maybe over a month now, is they were in there and they were rioting. And there was a group of pastors that had come and were ministering. People were getting healed. People were getting set free. People were getting delivered. People were getting saved. Right on the front line while they were throwing Molotov cocktails, they looked over and there was a group of people praying for people and they got healed in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. I mean, the Bible says, see, with man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Somebody say all things are possible. So all things are possible. When we are walking in the Spirit. So let me just jump right into this real quick. Last week, we gave you a challenge to walk in the Spirit. This week, I'm continuing to that challenge for you to walk in the Spirit. But I also want you to, I want to challenge you. We used, he read Galatians chapter 4. I want you to read Galatians chapter 5. And I want you to see a little bit about walking in the Spirit. He gives in Galatians 5 a little group when you're walking in the flesh and what that looks like. We all know about that. We're all guilty of that. But he also comes back and says the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So when we operate in the Spirit, we're going to be able to have that. So Galatians, let's start out with Galatians chapter 5. Let's look at verse 16. He says, but I say walk in the Spirit. Everybody say walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. He says, when I, when I say walk in the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Okay, again, the flesh is not your soul. The flesh is your human nature. Are you with me? So your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. What takes place within us when I become a believer and follower of Christ, my transformation begins. And my flesh man is not to rule my soul, my, my, my soul or my spirit. But when we are transformed, we're transformed by the renewing of your what? Everybody. We're transformed by the renewing of your what? 
your mind. We're gonna we're transformed by the renewing of your mind. You renew your soul gets renewed. Come on, so your spirit begins to lead and leads you in all things. He says, but I say walk by the spirit so you won't carry out the desire of flesh. We talked last week about this word walk in the Greek letter literally meant keep on walking. It's then it's a verb. It's active. It's not just go for a stroll. It's when you walk in the spirit, you walk and you keep on walking. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you hearing me today? When I get knocked down, I get back up and I start walking again. All right. So it's an active thing when you're going to walk in the spirit. You got to walk. You got to walk. You got to walk. You got to walk in the spirit. You got to walk. So when we see that, we will literally know that it means to keep on walking. So turn to somebody next to you and say, keep on walking. Come on, keep walking. Some of us have stopped walking. So he says, he goes on and he says, see, the flesh and the spirit are at war here. They're, they, are, they are at war with each other. It's kind of like the kingdom of light and the kingdom of dark. It's at war with each other. Every decision you make throughout the day, everything that you do, you talk, you say, you either elevate one kingdom or elevate the other. Can I get an amen? So you begin to elevate the kingdom of light. When you're walking in the spirit, you begin to elevate that kingdom of light. So we have to understand that then when he says you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. I don't want to carry out the desire of my sinful flesh. I want to walk in the spirit and carry out the desires of God. Look at verse 17. He says, for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. And I love the Message Bible. I handed out last week you guys to look at the Message Bible. So I took the same scriptures, 16 through 18. Let me read them for you in the Message Bible. And I think you can follow along with me. I've got them up here from the Message Bible. It says, my counsel is this, live freely. Anybody like to live freely? I want to be able to live freely animated and motivated by God's Spirit. Do we have that on the next slide? Do you have that? Or do I not, not put that on the next slide? There we go. Awesome. Um, for there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that is at odds with a free spirit. Just as a free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways of life are antithetical so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Oh, come on. Let me, if I could stop right there and preach that deal, because a lot of times it's like, you know what? When I become a child of the Most High God, there's, not, there, there's days where I just don't feel like I'm a child of the Most High God. Are you with me? And see, we're not based, but, but my salvation is not based on feeling. If my salvation was based on feeling, how many of you feel saved right now? Well, this afternoon when things happen, you're going to not feel saved. Hello? So when, if I, my, my salvation was based on feeling, then that's subject to change. It's kind of like my love for Pastor Shelley. My love for her is not based on feeling. Because I feel loved at times, and there's times where I don't feel loved. But that doesn't mean she doesn't love me. Oh, come on, somebody. It's kind of like a, a, a child and a parent. There are times the child feels love from mom and dad, and there's times they don't feel love from mom and dad. But mom and dad still love them. 
They may not like their actions, but they still love them. <laughs> they, they, you know, we, we, there's still that love that's there. And when we realize and understand our identity in Christ, then we're going to realize that we don't need to be led by our flesh, which can be led by our feelings. We want to be led by the Spirit. So he goes on and he says, he says, why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit? So you can escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence. So Galatians chapter 5, let's look at this next one. Verse 25 says, we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. If we live by the Spirit, then let us walk by the Spirit. Come on, everybody. You can see it. If we live by the Spirit, let us walk. Let's walk. And remember, it means walk, but keep on walking. And we need to live. We want to live by the Spirit. See, when we live by the Spirit of the living God, He brings life. Oh, come on. When we live by the Spirit of the living God, He brings life. And He wants to have life. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you what? And give it to you more abundantly. So He wants to give us life and life more abundantly. Good. God is into life, y'all. God is into life. He is into life. He's into you to have and live a godly life. He's into you to walk in the Spirit so it will produce life in your life and not just walk in the dead things of life. So the Spirit produces life. And the Spirit not only produces life, it produces fruit. Everybody say fruit. It produces fruit. So it produces life. It produces fruit. And the flesh, when you operate in the flesh... It produces works. Think about the word work. How many of you are just excited? Are you just excited? Let's go to work. <laughs> I'm sweating again. I just took a shower. I got to go to work. Right? Are you with me? I mean, when we, when we talk about the word work, it just doesn't get us all excited. Yeah, let's go to work. <laughs> right? We're not like the, what are those, the seven dwarfs. Yeah, let's go. You know, it's like, no. When we, when we look at the word work and we think about the word work, it's effort. When we think about the word work, it's labor. When we think about the word work, is it hard or easy? Some of you might say, oh, mine's easy. Well, that's, that's good. So a lot of my work is hard. When we think about the word work, we think about strain. We think about toil. We think about the difficulty. We think about... Those things, and, and, and when we look at it that way, we think about that. And the flesh produces dead works. And this is not what I'm saying. It's what God says in His Word. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 4, it says, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve a living God? God wants us to be cleansed of those dead works and walk in the Spirit so we can serve a living God. Why is it that some people begin to start the journey with God and then get detracted or diverted or fall off the edge of the road or, you know what I mean, wreck? Because they're operating in the flesh. I wish that, I wish, is that nice? It's, you know, but what happens is we got to get them back into the Spirit. You got to walk back in the spirit. And when you're walking in the spirit, you're going to have what the spirit desires. So Christ is the mediator of the new covenant. So that means when you can walk in the spirit, then you can have what the spirit has. Are you with me? I want what the spirit, 
You want what the Spirit has for you. You want what the Holy Spirit's got for you because He's not giving you some junk. He's not giving you a broken uh, automobile. Come on, somebody. He's giving you one that is is vibrant and one that has life and one that is awesome, like maybe a Mustang or something. But you know, he was a he was at, some of y'all are going like, Mustang, I don't understand. I know, I know. I used to have a Mustang years ago. My favorite car was a Mustang. I dreamt about it as a kid. In 1969, I built models of it. And when I got older, I got that car. So we were driving along in Woodward. I remember we were just driving down Hank's Trail, or uh, uh, Downs. And my, my son Joel was with me, and he was like, Dad, he said, what's your dream car? Everybody have a dream car? Who has a dream car? You know, I'm going to talk to the people that have a dream. He's like, what's your dream car? It's like, I said, you know, I did what most people don't do. I said, I not only had my dream car, I owned my dream car, drove my dream car for 19 years. And it was a 1969 Mustang Mach 1. Oh, Lonnie, that baby could drive. And I'm, that's when I really learned when I first got in it. It was like, I heard this, I can't drive. 55. What happens is I was living by my flesh. <laughs> Are you with me? And not the spirit. You know, and God was like, you can, you have the freedom if you want to break the law, then you get a ticket. So don't get upset with the officer if he gives you a ticket and you're over the speed limit of 55. Can I get an amen? So the spirit produces life. Say that with me. The spirit produces life. Come on, everybody. The Spirit produces life. The Spirit produces life. Those, those that flesh produces dead works. It's the, it's the labor. It's the strain. I'm telling you, there are, there are a place where we can live, and we're going to start talking about that on Wednesday nights, but there's a place that we can live in the kingdom of God and have what God wants and, and be in a place where we're in a, a greater dimension than where we are living right now. And I want to be able to move into that. I want to be able to have that life. But the Spirit also produces fruit. Everybody say fruit. See, it's a battle of the old nature versus the new nature. The old sinful self versus the new creation in Christ Jesus. Woo! Come on, did you get that? The old sinful nature, the old soulish person that operates by their soul or the other person that says, I've been created and I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. The new has come and I'm going to walk in that newness of God because I'm walking in the spirit and I want what the spirit brings is life and fruit. Can I get an amen? Okay, real quick, why don't you turn with me to, to John chapter 15. See, Jesus is concerned about Produce, producing fruit. Jesus is concerned about the fruit. He wants you to produce more fruit. He wants you to produce much fruit. And how many of you know it is good fruit? Everybody, everybody say good fruit. It's good fruit. It's good fruit. He wants you to produce more. He wants you to produce much. He wants you to produce good fruit. John chapter 15, verse 2. It says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit takes away. And every branch in me that bears fruit, he prunes it so it can bear more. See the scripture? He says he prunes it so it can what? Bear more fruit. Jesus is into fruit. Jesus is my grocer. He's my grocer. He is, in other words, groceries, you know, the produce. He's my grocer. He, 
A fruit, when you think about fruit, how many of you like fruit? I, when you, I think about ripe strawberries that are nice and fresh and delicious. See, back in North Carolina, we used to have a lot of strawberry patches where in the area that I used to live. And you used to be able to go and you would be able to pick it by the court or the gallon and you'd be able to take it home where you've picked those strawberries and on the way home we would eat those strawberries, you know what I mean? And they were they were at room temperature because of the sun or whatever it might be, but it didn't matter. They were ripe and they were red and they were juicy and they were sweet. Woo! Anybody hungry for lunch yet? He wants us to produce fruit. So he goes on and he says, if you're in him, you're going to bear more fruit. You with me? You're going to bear more fruit. He said he prunes it so you can bear more fruit. Verse 5, look at verse 5. Ooh, she's got it up there. Good job. I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. So if you could say, yeah, you're right. Jesus asks us to bear more fruit or bear much fruit. And he says, in him he bears much fruit. And apart from me, he can do nothing. So the works that we do are dead works. Hello? If they're not in Christ. Oh, come on, somebody. You can build something and if you build it and it's not in Christ, it's just dead works. If you're a believer and a follower of Christ and you build something and it's in Christ, that's part of the fruit that God's allowing you to build. Come on, somebody. He's allowing you to build. So we, he wants us to be able to produce fruit. He wants us to produce more fruit. Everybody say more fruit. More fruit. He wants us to produce more fruit. You know, we were talking about dreaming big. We were dreaming big. We're dreaming big. We got a big banner out here. It says, you want to dream big? You got to dream big. Let's dream big. Let's dream big. Because it's biblical. He wants you to have more fruit. So if you have just enough for you four and no more, then where's the overflow? Oh, come on, somebody. Today's message really this morning was about the overflow. There's an overflow. You give out of your overflow. When you take up an offering for Pastor Shelley, it's coming out of an overflow. Come on, somebody. I, love, I want everybody to be given out of their overflow. I want you to have so much that it's pouring out that you're like, what do I do with this overflow now? I can fund this ministry, or we can change this culture. Are you with me? Or we can do this thing or that thing. There's an overflow that's there. And that's what the whole thing spiritually in the United States and the world, when you look at it, it's about stopping the overflow. Shut the economy down. Why? Because we were stepping into a time where the economy was bringing overflow. And the greatest thing against poverty, you know what can eradicate poverty? Prosperity. Prosperity will trump poverty. Because then there's that overflow. And it continues to flow. Jesus said, I'm the vine. You are the branches. He who what? abides in me and I could go on and teach about abiding in him and how you abide in him and what's it mean to abide in him but he said if you abide in me in other words if you walk in the spirit and not in the flesh if you abide in me and your steps are ordered by me the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord everybody knows the scripture or most of us know that scripture they're ordered by the Lord if you abide in me and he, what does he say if you abide in me and I abide in you <laughs> Knock and the door shall be open. Ask and you shall 
receive. There's those things, abide in me and I'll abide in you. He said, if you abide in me, he will what? Bear much fruit and apart from me. Works, you can produce works, but it's not going to matter, Jackie, when it comes to eternity. When it's about an eternal purpose, it's not going to really matter. You can build two buildings. One man builds his building and he builds it on what? The sand. Another man builds a building and he builds it on what? The rock. It's just, they're building the same buildings. Are you with me? If we could just look at that parable and, and think about that parable when they're building, one's building this and one's building that. Could I say this? One's building it on the flesh and the other one's building it on the spirit. And the flesh is going to what? The foundation's not there. It's going to wash away. That building's going to be... You could look at the buildings. The buildings stand. They look good. They're probably worth the same thing. Let's just say we got $3 million. This building's $3 million. That building's $3 million. This building was built with the best material you could possibly get. This building was built with the best material you could possibly build, get. This, built was built, this building was built with the flesh. This building was built with the spirit. And then what happens when trouble comes? When trouble comes your way. Just lift your hands and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. When trouble comes your way, you lift your hands and say, I'm going to walk in the Spirit, anyhow. <laughs> We're talking about walking in the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit. You're going to walk in the Spirit. This building was built on the flesh. This building was built in the Spirit. Are you with me? When things come and the winds come and the rains come, it takes out the foundation and this $3 million building just fell. And this one here is for eternity. Oh, come on. So when we're, when we're looking at that, God wants us to produce fruit. So we begin to walk in the Spirit. We begin to walk in the Spirit. So could, could, it, could I say that walking in the Spirit is a key to living a transformed life. We're supposed to be transformed into the image and into the likeness of God. It's a key to live a transformed life. See, I believe walking in the Spirit is a key to allowing the Holy Spirit lead every area of your life. Not just on Sundays. Not just on Wednesdays, or if you go to a meeting on Tuesday, or if you go to a meeting on Friday, are you with me? But every, every area of your life, every day of your life. I believe that when we walk in the Spirit, that we allow the Holy Spirit to direct your steps. I believe the Spirit of God directed your steps here today. How many of you are glad for that? Amen. He directed your steps because there was a lot of my flesh that said, you know, I don't even think I want to go to church today. <laughs> and Shelly's like, wait a minute, you're the pastor. <laughs> But that would be the flesh, not the spirit. Are you with me? But I got up this morning and I was excited about coming to church today because my spirit was soaring and I was ready to worship and I was ready to hear the word and I was ready to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I was ready to walk in the spirit and be in the spirit and live in the spirit and have joy in the spirit because there's life in the spirit and it produces fruit in the spirit. And I want to be a fruit producer. Amen? I want to be able to produce that fruit that's there and, and only through God. So He's directing my steps. The Holy Spirit is influencing, listen, my mind, my will, and my emotions. What's influencing your mind, your will, and your emotions? Because you can watch TV and it'll influence your emotions. I get mad sometimes at the TV. I was like, are people's brains falling out of their head? 
are you serious? This is happening in America? I'm like, I'll kick the TV set. You know what I mean? It's like that, that's influencing my, my emotions. It inf can influence my mind. I was watching one channel, and then I flipped over to another channel, and I was like, am I in the same country? Because one channel was saying one thing, and another channel was saying something that I was like, are you serious? It was like, how do they see it this way when it's pretty clearly this way? Because they're in the flesh. Oh, come on. How can you see riots and call them peaceful? How can you see a peaceful demonstration that has riots going on and people looting and burning and tearing down and hurting people, killing people, and say it's a peaceful demonstration? I'm like, serious? There was a deal I watched where the guy was talking about having peaceful demonstration and there was fire in the background. I'm thinking, how stupid is that? But when you do that, see, because I, I want to walk in the Spirit. Are you with me? I want to be in the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit. I want the Spirit of the living God to affect my will, to affect my emotions, to affect my thoughts. Are you with me? I want to be affected, infected by the, the, the King of King and the Lord of Lords. I want to be infected with my decisions to make decisions that line up with the Word of God. Can I get an amen? And I want it to govern my life in every area. That's why I want to walk in the Spirit. Well, I was, got born again. Well, you still got that carnal nature. You're still walking in that carnal nature. Get out of the carnal nature. Let's start getting in the Spirit. And let's walk in the Spirit because, man, you want what the Spirit's got. The Spirit has got some really good stuff for you. So let me ask you a question. What are you sowing to? Because you can sow or water or fertilize or prepare the ground. You can sow into good or bad. Evil or not evil? You can sow into the kingdom of God or you can sow into the kingdom of darkness. You've got a choice. You can sow. What are you sowing into? Angel, I'm going to have you come on up. What are you sowing into? What are you sowing into? What are you sowing into? What are we sowing into? What are we sowing into? Man, I want to put out good seed. I want to put out good seed. I want to broadcast good seed. I want to broadcast. When you, some of you meet me, if you talk with me, you know I'm a positive person. And that's not just because I want to be an optimist. It's because the Spirit of God lives in me and God's given me a gift of encouragement that no matter what, Dwayne, you can rise up and you can walk through whatever you got to walk through, that God will be with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you, that He's going to be there. Others may leave you. They may forsake you. There may be hurt and pain in your life, but I'm here to tell you that God's got a way when you seem to be no way. And when all of a sudden you're sad, doubt, broke, busted, disgusted, God's going to make a way in the wilderness. He's going to turn the into beauty. He's going to give you wine for water. Come on, somebody. God is going to begin to influence the decisions that you make because you walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. So what are you sowing to? Are you sowing to that? Are you sowing into the, to the, to the flesh or are you sowing into the Spirit? See, because when we look at the Scripture, let me give you Galatians chapter 6. Last Scripture and we're almost done. Everybody say, walk in the Spirit. Come on, everybody say, walk in the Spirit. We want to walk in the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit. I want to walk in the Spirit. I don't want to just jump into the Spirit and then walk out. And then, oh, today's Sunday. Let me get ready to walk in the Spirit. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling good at church now. Oh, and then on Monday, you're wondering what to do. We want to walk in the Spirit. Galatians 6, I think it's verses 8 and 9. It says this, For the one who sows to his own flesh will what? Will the flesh reap corruption? 
the flesh reap corruption. It goes on and it says, but the one who what? Sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap life everlasting. Not just eternal life, but everlasting life is what you need today. It's what you need tomorrow. It's what you need the next day, the next month. Come on, six months from now. We, we, we've got to operate and live in the life that God has for us. And he goes on and he says, don't lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we don't grow weary. That word corruption, word corruption in the Greek is, um, I think it's uh, Thor, Thra, Thra. I think it's pronounced, um, let me look it. T-H-O-R-A-H, Thra, Thora. It actually has an F, but it means decay, decay. Decay. When you sow in the flesh, you may think you're sowing something, but it's causing decay to take place. Man, I don't have really good teeth. And if I get a tooth that has decay, that's nasty. Anybody ever had that? It's like, man, that tastes something. It's terrible. It just kind of continues. I was going to try to get an apple and show you one side of it and say, who wants this apple? And you'd say, yeah, I want it. And then I would turn it to the other side where it's decayed and it's rotten. And you'd go, ah, no, never mind. I don't want that apple. Thanks a lot. (laughs) So when we sow to the flesh, it brings decay. It's not good to sow to the flesh. But he says, but when we sow to the spirit, then from the spirit, we're going to reap what? Yeah, it's an open book test. We're going to reap what? Life everlasting. I want you to operate in life. I want you to have life. I want you to walk in life. Does that mean everything's going to be great and go your way? Eh, Not happening. It's not going to happen. That's not Christianity either. I mean, somebody comes and thinks they're going to be, they're just going to give give their life and their heart to Christ and they're going to walk in, in his abundance and his blessing without any opposition. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's not the gospel I'm giving you. There can be some difficulty at times. Why would James say there's trials and tribulations? But count it all joy. Woo! <laughs> Let's just count it joy. Woo! I got news for you. I struggle trying to count it joy. When I'm going through some stuff, and it's not easy, and you wake up, and, and you finally get a phone call, and your barn has burned down, and it's $375,000 worth of damage. It's hard to find joy in the middle of what's going on in your life when you're thinking, I don't have enough money to take care of that. I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't know what that's going to happen or what that's going to look like. It's hard to find joy when you get a diagnosis from the doctor, and it's not a good diagnosis. It's hard to find joy in that, but you got a choice. You can sow to the flesh and it will produce decay or you can begin to sow and walk in the spirit and it'll produce life. It's going to produce life. Everybody say life. Come on, say it this way. Life. (laughs) Life. Come on, smile when you say it. Life. How you doing? Fine. I want you to have life. Life. Who wants life? Life's terrible. Life sucks. What's the matter with life? Life. 
Life is terrible. Your life may be terrible, but mine's not. Why? Because I'm walking in the Spirit. Amen? There's difficulty. There's challenges. There's hurt. There's pain. But I want you to know there's healing and there's deliverance and there's being free and there's being able to walk in the things of God and there's watching the victory in my life and that's overcoming fear and overcoming debt. Come on. Overcoming those things, bondages, drugs, addictions, everything else. When I'm overcoming that, then I'm walking in the true life that Jesus died for us to have. Somebody got to say life. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than y'all. Amen. And out here. Come on. It's life. It's life. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So what's the key to walk in life? Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. And guess what the fruit it produces? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I know some people, they'll walk in the eight, but not that ninth one. I don't want to have (laughs) self-control. Let's walk in the spirit. We stand to your feet today. Where are you walking? What are you sowing to? Worship today. When you come in and worship and you worship during the week and you turn on some music, you know, sometimes you just got to turn, turn off of something else and turn back on the things of God. And all of a sudden, you're going to begin to walk in the Spirit. And you're going to have what the Spirit wants you to have. I don't know about you, but I want to not only walk, but keep walking in the Spirit. Because I want to have that life. I want to have the abundant life that Jesus died on the cross at Calvary for me to have. He shed His blood. He gave His life so we could have life and have it more abundantly. I want to walk in that. And I want you guys to walk in that too. You're going to have that battle of the flesh. And I hope you're going to say, okay, I can choose to walk in the flesh, but I think I'm going to walk in the spirit. And I'm going to rise above this situation. I want to pray with you. The challenge was to walk in the spirit last week. And that's that's a forever, on this earth, lifetime challenge. But there's some of you today that maybe have been sowing to the flesh. And you may not have realized that it's just been sowing decay, that it's rot. And maybe you realize that, you know what, I, I've got to change and turn. And I've got to walk out of that into what the Spirit has for us. And that you need to walk in the Spirit. Every eye closed, please. Every head bowed. If that's you and you just feel like that sometimes you've been walking in the flesh and not in the Spirit, just raise your hand. And I'm raising my hand, so... I see your hands. I see your hands. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can put them back down. I want to pray for you. Even those that are at home watching us now, that have raised their hand sitting in their recliner. They may have walked in in the flesh too long, but it's time to walk in the Spirit. So I pray that this is a revelation from you, and it drops from your head to your heart, and it creates you to walk in the Spirit. God wants you to walk in the Spirit. He's given you directions on how to walk in the Spirit, and it's in His Word. And the transformation that takes place is transforming us out of the flesh and into the Spirit. It's transforming and renewing our mind, our will, and our emotions for the things of God. And that's what you want to walk in. You want to walk in the Spirit. 
We need to parent by walking in the Spirit. We need to handle our finances by walking in the Spirit. We need to handle unforgiveness and bitterness and hurt and pain by walking in the Spirit. We need to rise to a higher level so we don't walk in the decay, the, the flesh, the carnal part of our lives, but we walk into the Spirit of God and allow the Spirit to have its way in our lives today. This is not something, it's no magic wand that we just wave over you, but it's something that you've got to make a decision to do. And the challenge is, are you ready to make that decision? That when you get knocked down, you're going to get back up. That when you take a lick and you just keep on ticking, you get you, 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 you rebound. The mistakes you make are not as important as the lessons we learn from those mistakes. And that you put that under the blood of Jesus Christ. And then you begin to walk forward. There's some things right now that you just need to, that you've been in the flesh and just kind of put it under the blood. Just whatever that is, whatever the Holy Spirit brings to mind, just put it under the blood right now. Just say, look, I just cover that with the blood of Jesus. I just, you can repent. You can say, forgive me for that, Lord. And just put that under the blood of Jesus. I put it under the blood. I I cover it with the blood. I I plead the blood of Jesus over that. I I put it in the blood and and, and it's taken care of. It's, it's, It's taken care of. God's paid that price. Just begin to release that now. Release it. Just release that. Let those things go. Now say, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. Teach me how. Holy Spirit is a teacher, and He'll teach you how to walk in the Spirit. But He's going to have, you've got to give Him permission. You've got to give Him permission. Let him, let him have permission. Maybe we've just not given the Holy Spirit the permission. Say, Holy Spirit, have your way with me. Have your way with me. Just begin to receive that. Just begin to believe that and receive that. Father, I thank you for those that that are so transparent, so real, that they know their battle's real. But I thank you that they have the victory. And that you're going to continue to give them the victory. And there's some of you that may have put your sword down or quit fighting. God says, pick it back up. Pick it back up and continue to do battle. The sword is the word of God. Pick it back up and start reading some more. Pick it back up and start seeing how to battle, the, how, how to fight those battles that you're up against. Pick it back up and let the word, the word of God wash over you and wash those, wash that decay away. Thank you that you, we wash ourselves by the word of God. Just let that wash out. We saw that in the prophetic word today with the waterfall. That was a washing of the word. That was a picture of the washing of the word. That's just washing you, cleansing you doing what it's supposed to do and bring you life today. I speak life. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, come see me. Let me pray for you. If you're here today and you want to rededicate your life, we're going to have prayer teams that are going to pray for you. If you're here today and, 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 and you just need prayer, we want to pray for you today. We're going to walk in the Spirit. And we'll have what the Spirit has. So today... I speak a blessing over your life today. I speak a connection of God today. I speak that that this afternoon is going to be greater than yesterday was. But it's not going to be as good as tomorrow because you're going to continue to walk in the Spirit and you're going to walk into what God has for you. I speak a blessing over your lives today in Jesus' name. And everybody said,